righty, welcome back. We are into another episode on the Fitish Project with your host, Lathan Bass. Um, today's episode, so I was doing a little thinking just about different topics like I do every week when I'm trying to think about what I'm going to talk about. And one thing that I often talk about, as you guys probably know, is like weight loss or fat loss. And, you know, that's a very common thing to get talked about in the fitness space. A lot of people are after, you know, fat loss for various reasons, whether it's health reasons or they want to change their appearance. You know, they want to look a certain way, maybe feel a certain way. And all that stuff is great. If it's a, something that you want to do, there's no reason not to do that. You know, it's, it's your body. You get to decide how you want to live. But one thing that often gets skipped over or doesn't get talked about nearly enough is how you actually sustain your weight loss once you have lost weight. Because one of the huge issues when it comes to just weight loss in general is sustaining your weight. A lot of people will talk about like the obesity epidemic or, you know, how many people in America specifically we have that are overweight or obese. And it's not that those people can't lose weight because if I told you I was going to give you $1,000 to lose some weight in the next month, I'm about 99% sure you could do that. But if I told you that I was going to give you $1,000, but you have to lose and sustain that weight for the next three years, now that would probably be a whole different scenario, right? So people often know, you know, the things that they should do, eat less, move more, you know, that kind of thing, obviously the basic thing that people always talk about. But if it was that simple, if it was that easy, then we wouldn't have an obesity epidemic. We wouldn't have people that have, you know, a lot of health issues and we wouldn't have so many people that struggle with weight loss and we wouldn't have a multi-billion dollar industry when it comes to weight loss. So that is what this whole episode is going to be about, which is sustaining your weight loss. And I titled it The Secret to Sustaining Your Weight Loss, but to be honest, it's not really a secret. And I'm going to share with you all the things that I've learned to be very important. Obviously, most of you guys know my story and how I used to be over 300 pounds and I've lost over 100 pounds and been able to sustain that for the last seven plus years and counting. So I feel like I have, you know, some good knowledge, some good tips, some good, you know, things that I can share that can help you actually be able to sustain your progress because being able to lose the weight is awesome. But obviously, if you can't sustain it, that's really crappy. Um, you're not just, you know, busting your ass and putting all that work in not to be able to sustain those results. So that is what this podcast is going to be all about. You know, I'm going to get into some different things about you know, my background and some things that I've been able to do just to kind of give you a little personal example. And then I'm also going to just touch on some different topics, you know, talk about things like why protein is so important when it comes to sustaining weight loss, how the simple act of walking can keep the weight off, how big of a factor exercise is when it comes to sustaining weight loss. Like, do you need it? Do you not? How much do you need? And then, you know, just some some tips along the way as well, and just a lot of practical things that you can use right away. Because again, there's, like I said, there's nothing worse than putting in all that work, spending your time, your energy to get the weight off, and then not being able to sustain that. And, you know, that was a period that I went through where I did kind of went up and down with body weight, losing fat, gaining some back. And I know how frustrating that can be. 
So I'm going to share everything I can throughout this episode to make sure that you are not in that same situation and spinning your wheels and just frustrated. So the very first thing I just wanted to kind of share, you know, my story just real briefly. Obviously, like I said, I have talked about this quite a bit on, you know, my social media handles, as well as the very first episode that I did on this podcast was all about, you know, the details. But I'll just give just kind of a brief overall summary, just so kind of you can get an idea of where I'm coming from. And then more so how I've been able to sustain that weight loss. So overweight kid pretty much my entire life from as young of an age as like fifth grade, sixth grade, I was always just overweight, bigger than everybody else. I went on my first diet at the age of 15 years old because I wanted to become a better athlete. And from that diet, I was able to lose like 35, 40 pounds simply just by cutting out like liquid calories, like drinking pop, uh, Gatorade, sugary juices, that kind of thing. And then just watching what I eat just a little bit. So like just eating a little bit better foods, smaller portions. And I was able to lose literally 35 pounds in like less than a year. I think it was closer to probably six months. So that was like kind of my first experience with dieting. And I realized that I had a little bit more control over what I looked like and, you know, how much fat I held on to and all that kind of stuff. Fast forward a little bit, went to college, was playing football, ended up gaining about 50 pounds. So at that time I was like 250, 255, ended up gaining about 50 pounds. So got up all the way over 300 plus pounds, developed some bad health habits as most college kids do with eating too much food, eating a lot of fast food and junk food, just not a lot of quality food, eating too much, drinking too much. And probably not sleeping enough, just all those typical things that a lot of college students do. But, you know, I knew that in that position where I was up over 300 pounds that I wanted to, at some point when I could, you know, when I was no longer playing football, that I wanted to lose the weight, get super healthy and just kind of take control of my life again. I didn't want to be overweight like I'd been all my life. I wanted to be able to do the things I wanted to do feel a certain way, look a certain way. And I knew that weight loss was going to be a big part of that. So after I had uh, major knee surgery, my senior year in college decided it was time, went on a diet and really never looked back after that. I lost about 75 pounds in the next 15 months, which took me down to about 225-ish. And then, you know, so I was in a pretty solid spot there. I felt like I knew some good things, but my mentality around dieting and just nutrition, exercise, all that stuff probably wasn't as good as it should be. And over the next two to three years, I gained some weight back. I remember getting probably up to about 240, 245, somewhere in there. So I gained like 20 to 25 pounds of that weight back, which again is pretty typical. And it's something that most people who lose weight will experience, which is exactly why I'm sharing this with you and sharing my story because Fast forward again, in the last two years, I've been able to get down to my lowest weight and maintain that fairly easily with not nearly as much trouble mentally and not as much effort as I used to think that it took to keep that weight off. So, you know, like I said, just some trial and error stuff the last two years, I've really changed my mindset around nutrition, exercise, fitness, and I've, again, been able to get to my healthiest and fittest body weight, but not only body weight, just overall health in general, like mental health, physical health, 
Um, the way my body feels, the way my body looks, all that stuff has never been in a better place than it is today. So I'm just going to share a little bit of how I got to this point. So that's kind of a background story just to you know show you that I understand if you are somebody who has tried to lose weight or lost weight, gained it back and just, just struggled with weight loss in general. Like I feel your pain. I've been in your shoes. I know it sucks. It's frustrating and I want to help you. So here we go. So the things that you need to be successful when it comes to not only weight loss, but more specifically sustaining that weight loss. And I broke this down into four main areas, which I'll split up and talk about a little bit. So we have mindset, we have exercise, we have nutrition, and then we have lifestyle factors. So those are your four main categories that I think are you know crucial things that you really need to understand if you are somebody who actually wants to be able to sustain your weight loss and just in general, just to, you know, live a healthier lifestyle. So I will put mindset number one and probably one of the biggest changes that I would say came from, you know, losing weight and be able to sustain the weight was the mindset piece and more so like changing my identity. So growing up as an overweight kid, being overweight pretty much my whole life, you just have certain tendencies to behave in a certain way. You just have habits and behaviors that, again, they just kind of develop in a certain way. And you don't really think to question those or change those. It's just kind of how you are and the way you grew up. And if you look at, you know, what you look like physically right now, or how you feel like those are all things that became of your habits and behaviors, you know, your routines, your rituals, all those things that you do really without thinking, that's how you got to that point. So for example, me getting up to being, you know, 300 pounds, it was my habits, my behaviors, you know, the way I thought my identity that got me to that point. So in order to go from that 300 pound self down to a healthier version of myself, I needed to change my identity a little bit because one of the issues that people fall into is a lot of times they will make some of the physical changes, you know, they'll go on a diet, they'll start exercising, they'll be doing all the right things, but the mindset hasn't changed. And when the mindset hasn't changed or the identity hasn't shifted, then people often find themselves back in that same version of themselves. Because you can't just have the physical changes without the mindset changes. You have to have both of those in order to make lasting, sustaining change. And that if nothing else, that's something that you really need to understand because again, it sucks to put in all this work to go through all the sweating and the hard work and you know the struggle and then you just ultimately revert back to your old self. So and when you listen to other people who have lost weight and been able to sustain it, a lot of people will have a similar version of like basically what I'm telling you right now like there was just a point in time where I just kind of shifted my identity or I flipped my mindset or I just created a whole new person and I had to step into that person and be that person in order to change myself physically. So understand again, that mindset and shifting your identity is going to be a massive, massive part of sustaining this progress. And just to kind of give you a little bit of an example, like the way that I thought as a 300 pound person versus how I think now as a, you know, 210 pound healthy individual, much healthier, just physically, mentally, all that stuff. Like the way I think is different, like the way that I think when it comes to eating 
Like I never looked at food labels when I weighed over 300 pounds. That's something that I regularly do. Not that I obsess over it, but I like to know what, you know, how many calories I'm putting in my body, how much protein am I getting? What kind of nutrients am I getting? You know, some other quick things that I do now that I never did before. You know, I focus on protein and make sure that I'm getting a sufficient amount. For me, I try to get 200 grams per day. And that's just something that I do now. I didn't really ever focus on that when I was over 300 pounds. Uh, when I was over 300 pounds, I never really planned my meals out or my workouts ahead of time. I just went to the fridge or, you know, went to the store or went to the food, fast food restaurant and I just ordered whatever was going to get me to not be hungry, which oftentimes was too much food and probably not the best quality food. When I was in college and up over 300 pounds, like I was eating fast food, no joke, probably like three to five times per week. I would just kind of rotate through different different places and I would go, I had my items that I would get and I would do it because it was quick, convenient, it would taste good. And I didn't really care about the nutrition about it. I just you know, wanted something that was going to taste good and not make me hungry anymore. So I ate a ton of that stuff. Now, like I don't really have fast food that often. Like I don't feel the need to order a bunch of food and eat just everything in sight because I've shifted my identity and my behaviors are just different. So just the whole like mindset of how I prioritized health then versus now is just completely different. I mean, because obviously it wasn't a priority back then because you can easily spot your priorities basically by how you spend your time, how you spend your money and how you spend your energy. Like now, the amount of time that I spend, the amount of money that I put into buying good food and, you know, buying some supplements and spending money on exercise equipment, workout stuff. And like the energy and the time that I put into it is completely different than what I used to do. So you just have to make that shift and then be committed to it. And it's obviously not like I just started doing these things overnight, like all these things that I do now that are just part of my day and part of my lifestyle and just part of my regular routine. They didn't just happen just because I was like, oh, this is what I need to do starting tomorrow. I'm doing every single one of these things. Like I started with one or two things focused on those. Once I got those down, those became habits, then I just continued to shift. And like, you're not going to understand everything, know everything to do, have the perfect plan when you start, but you start making those small changes. As I always say, 1% better every day. And eventually you continually do those things, be consistent with it. And you start to see a nice shift. You start seeing yourself make progress. You start feeling better. You start looking better. And then you just continue to ride that momentum. And as you do that, you start to figure things out. And then you look up six months later, 12 months later, two years later, and you are a completely different person. So as I mentioned, um, you know, the way that I look at certain things back then versus how I look at them now are just completely different. Like now I understand that you should be able to enjoy your favorite foods. You should be able to enjoy life. You know, you should be able to eat things in moderation, but you also should be fueling your body with quality foods most of the time, right? Like that was just those thoughts weren't even in my head at all back then versus now, like I understand that all those things are completely possible. Like you can have that balance of, you know, enjoying some desserts, enjoying some treats, going out to eat, you know, having your favorite things in moderation and still being able to be healthy, to be fit, to feel good, to look good, all that stuff like that balance is completely possible. And so again, that's where the mindset thing comes in. So crucial because once you get that in place, you'll find that a lot of these other things, a lot of the other habits that you need to build become much, much easier.
And then the last thing that I wanted to touch on in regards to mindset before moving on to the next topic was just this idea of dieting versus being in a dieting mindset. Because again, a reason that a lot of people struggle when it comes to sustaining their weight is because number one, they diet probably in a way that is just not sustainable. So like they're like, okay, I want to lose weight. So I'm going to cut my calories in half. I'm going to cut out all my favorite foods. I'm not going to eat sugar. I'm not going to have alcohol. I'm not going to you know, do all these things that I'm used to doing. And like you can do it for a while and you'll probably see really good progress when you do it right away. But again, it's not sustainable for a lifetime. That's why I'm a big advocate of doing things a little bit more slowly, a little bit more sustainably, a little bit more realistically so that you can make that transition and actually build these behaviors that you can continue once you are done with your diet. So that once you finish your diet, it shouldn't be like this big, huge like transition and where a bunch of things are changing because dieting versus always being in the dieting mindset are two different things. When you're dieting, you're in a specific phase. You know that, you know, you're going to have to give some things up. You're going to have to be a little bit more strict. You're going to have to just be a little bit more on your, you know, your P's and Q's, be a little bit more detailed, pay attention a little bit more versus when you are not dieting, you don't have to do those things as much. But a lot of people get in this dieting mindset where they feel like they're literally dieting all the time or like they're stressing over every single food. They're stressing over every single meal. They feel like they can't go out to eat or they're ruining all their progress. So understanding that dieting versus being in a dieting mindset is two different things. If you're always in the dieting mindset, life sucks. Like dieting is not the most fun thing in the world to do. It shouldn't be miserable, but it's not the most fun thing in the world. Like I don't want to diet every single day. I want to go enjoy things. I want to go out to eat. You know, I want to go out with friends. I want to have a drink when I want to. But when you're always in the dieting mindset of like, oh, I can't have this. I can't have this. I don't want to go over my calories. Did I have too much fat here? Like, Am I doing the wrong things? Am I going to gain all my weight back? Like it's just exhausting and it's not sustainable. So just understand like once you come out of your dieting phase and you're in that sustainable weight loss phase that you no longer have to be in that dieting mindset. You can be a little bit more relaxed. And again, not that you want to you know, go off the hinges and just eat everything in sight. But if you dieted the correct way, built sustainable habits, have a little bit of education around food and you know, your relationship with food is solid, well, then you can back off a little bit and just live like a normal human being. So again, I can't stress that one enough that, you know, be smart about your dieting phase so that when you come out of it, part afterwards, you know, what we call maintenance or sustaining your weight loss is 100 times easier. Uh, moving on to our next topic, we have exercise. So the big question that you have to ask yourself or just think about is how crucial is exercise to your weight loss? How crucial is it to sustain your weight loss? Like, do you need it? Do you not need it? How much should you do it? All that stuff. And I, if I asked you that question, you would probably just assume like, yes, I probably need to keep exercise in my routine and not just from an exercise standpoint, but from just a health standpoint in general, like exercise is one of the best things you can do for your overall health for so many different reasons for, you know, living a longer life or living a better quality life for, you know, better skin, a better immune system, you know, helping to manage your weight, obviously, as we've talked about, like there's, you know, it's a mood booster, it helps with mental health and helps with depression. And like, there's literally like hundreds 
of different things that you could list that is beneficial about exercise. So strictly just exercising because you want to sustain your weight loss or lose weight is probably not the best way to go about it or think about it because it does so much more than that. But with that being said, exercise can absolutely be a huge help when it comes to sustaining weight loss. Um, and there's a lot of different studies out there and data out there that shows that most people who are able to lose a significant amount of weight and actually keep it off live a healthy, active lifestyle, you know, where they exercise regularly. And that's probably not a surprise. That seems like common sense. Um, so just understand that being active is a huge benefit and a huge help when it comes to sustaining your weight loss. And that's for several reasons. Again, doing healthy habits like exercise, like being active, I think really helps to promote other healthy behaviors. Because when you think about it, like, let's say you get up, you start your morning out with a nice workout, you crush it, you're feeling really good. Well, if you do that, you're probably much more likely to perform other healthy behaviors. You're probably going to eat a little bit better. You're probably going to make sure that you're hydrated and get more water in. You're probably going to you know, make sure that you're managing your stress and you know, doing those other healthy things that are just going to help you feel better and just be an overall healthy person. Secondly, it just simply put, it burns more calories. Like an active person versus a sedentary person are going to burn different amount of calories. And that doesn't just mean strictly exercise. Um, you know, being active can be a lot of things, but when you have somebody maybe who has a more active job, like where they're on their feet, they're moving around, they're getting steps in. And then, you know, that person also works out 30 to 60 minutes, you know, after or before work, uh, maybe they go on a little walk, you know, 20 minutes in the evening, you know, just do different things where they're just active. They're just an active person versus a person who has a sedentary job. You know, they don't work out very often. Um, they just, they're not on their feet very often throughout the day. Which one of those people do you think is going to burn more calories? Well, common sense, the person who's more active, right? And those things add up throughout the course of a day. Like you might have a sedentary person and a person who is active and they're the same size and they're burning like a crazy different amount of calories. And that's obviously going to help when it comes to sustaining weight loss, because if you're burning more calories, you can eat more calories without having to worry about putting that weight back on. So simply put, being more active allows you to eat more. And as a person who likes to eat, I like to be active because I know that it helps me, it gives me a little bit more wiggle room, a little bit more flexibility, and I can eat more food. And I like to eat food. So um, if you're somebody who doesn't want to have to worry about every single calorie and just enjoys eating food, being active is a huge, huge thing that you can do. And Speaking on being active, like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be just regular, like scheduled exercise. Things as simple as walking, like is massively underrated. Getting your steps in, like a person who gets in two to 3,000 steps versus a person who gets in, you know, 10 to 12,000 steps, they're going to burn different amount of calories, which, you know, is pretty obvious, right? But being active is just a good thing. Things like strength training, going to be huge when it comes to keeping your weight loss off. And this is not just from a from an exercise standpoint. Yes, you're going to be burning some calories. You know, you're you're lifting weights, which is a good thing. You're being active. But a huge thing about strength training is that it's going to promote muscle gain, which also again helps burn more calories. It's good for longevity. It's also good for, you know, how you want to look. But again, having more muscle is just going to help with so having that extra muscle is just super beneficial and people who have a little bit more muscle 
you know, they typically can get away with a little bit more flexibility. They can have a little bit, maybe more junk food, a little bit more sugar, things like that. And it doesn't seem to affect them nearly as much as somebody who has less muscle. So again, another reason to build more muscle, you know, not just from how you look from burning calories, but, you know, from a longevity standpoint and just being able to just live an overall more metabolically healthy lifestyle. And then lastly, the thing that I just wanted to point out is just to make sure that you're actually doing things that you enjoy, like things that you enjoy that require movement, require being active. Like those are the things that you really want to keep in your routine because sustaining your weight loss is a lifelong thing. It's not just like something that you pick up and put down. So like if you're doing activities that you really don't enjoy, like at all, the likelihood that you stick with them is probably not very high. Um, You know, there's some people that will do those things like they hate running, but they just run every day or they hate lifting weights and they'll do it every day, which like there's a lot of value to those things. And, you know, you should, you know, get in the weight room and strength training and stuff like that. But there's also a lot to be said for doing activities that you just really enjoy doing. And there's so many different ways that you could do this. You know, it could be dancing, like it could be hiking if you want to get outdoors and do stuff with like that could be going on walks with your friends, with your family. It could be playing sports. Like maybe you play in like a rec league, basketball, like softball, volleyball, like all that stuff is great. It could be like yard work, you know, getting out and like gardening, swimming, biking, running. Like it, there's just so many different ways that you can actually, you know, get out, move your body and get the benefits of being active. It doesn't just necessarily have to be like super structured exercise. So that's also something to keep in mind because again, as I said, like, you want to make sure that these things are sustainable for the long term and not just things that you just like physically have to force yourself to do every day because those things are hard to stick to and they don't last as long as doing things that you actually enjoy. Moving on to our next one. So we got mindset so far. We got exercise covered. Next, we have nutrition. So I tried to break this down and just to a couple things that you really need to understand. So five quick little points when it comes to nutrition and being able to sustain your weight loss. Number one, if you're somebody who has lost weight, you probably understand the importance of being able to manage your calories. So you have to understand what your maintenance calories actually are. Um, Obviously, to lose weight, you know you have to eat less calories than you normally do, and that causes your body to burn fat, and then you lose weight. So when it comes to maintenance, you're just eating a certain amount of calories in which you neither gain weight nor lose weight. A simple way that you can figure out how many calories this is, you take your body weight, multiply it by somewhere between 14 to 16, and that will give you your average number of calories. So like if you're not super active, a little bit less sedentary, you could use 14. If you're really active, you could use 16. And if you're somewhere in the middle, you use that 15. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you multiply your body weight by 15, that gives you about 3000 calories per day on average, where if you eat around that many calories, you're neither going to gain weight nor lose weight. An easy way to kind of check that and see if that checks out is as you're eating that many calories, just you know, weighing yourself periodically just to make sure you're neither gaining weight nor losing weight. You're kind of hovering around that same, you know, zone, give or take like three to five pounds on either side, then you're probably in a pretty good spot. Which brings me to my next point. Self-monitoring every once in a while is a really, really great way to make sure that you're maintaining your current body weight and not putting on a bunch of weight. Um, And what I mean by that is basically just finding ways to track yourself or hold yourself accountable. And two of the most basic, simple ways to do that is, as I mentioned, a body weight scale. And the second one is just tracking your food. Now, I'm not saying that you have to do either one of those things every single day, but uh, people who, you know, monitor their weight are 
usually more likely to not gain a bunch of their weight back. And that seems pretty obvious, right? If you have the numbers, if you're checking it periodically, if it's something that is like in your mind and it's something that you think about on a regular basis, then you're probably more likely to make better choices throughout the day, throughout the week, you know, exercise, do those behaviors that you know are healthy versus somebody who never, ever weighs himself and they just kind of do what they want. They kind of forget about, you know, their healthy behaviors. Maybe they fall off track and they never weigh themselves. And then they go three months passes by, they step back on the scale and they've gained 15 pounds. Well, it might've been a different story if you had just jumped on the scale at least, you know, once or twice a week, just kind of see where you're at. Don't stress over it. You know, if you're up a couple pounds or not, but like, if you see that your weight is trending upwards, then you kind of rein it back in a little bit and then you just get right back on track. It's no big deal. Um, and then tracking food again is another easy way because as humans and just in the environment that we're in with how available food is and all the tasty things that we have around us and restaurant food and going out to eat and like having drinks and all that stuff, like all that stuff is great, but it's very, very easy to start eating, you know, in a calorie surplus, which is going to lead to you gaining weight. So if you just track your food for even a day or a couple days at a time, just to kind of see where you're at. And I do this periodically myself, like when I'm not trying to lose weight necessarily, like if I'm just trying to maintain, like I'll just track my food just on a random day or two, just to kind of see where I'm at. And as somebody who has dieted quite a bit, like I know a good general amount about food and like serving sizes and calories and proteins and all that stuff. But every single time I do it, I'm still off. Like when I actually track versus just kind of like eyeballing stuff, I'm never accurate. And there's been studies that I've heard about where they ask like dietitians or people like that who their sole job is based around nutrition and even they can't estimate exactly. So just by tracking yourself, you know, tracking your food and just getting a little snapshot of like what you're actually doing. Again, it's just an easy way where you can kind of bring it back in if you need to, or if you're, you know, sitting pretty good, then you just keep doing what you're doing. Um, but self-monitoring, super easy thing that you can implement to help you stay on track and help you sustain your weight. Third one, prioritize protein. I've said this dozens of times and I will say it dozens of times more, but Building that muscle is crucial to weight loss. Um, it's one of the few things that most people in nutrition actually agree upon, which is very rare these days. Like you have people saying all types of crazy stuff, but most people will agree that protein is very important. It's helpful for not overeating. It's helpful for building that muscle, all that stuff. So it has tons of good benefits and it's very, very hard to overeat too. Like it's much more difficult to overeat a steak or, you know, a bunch of chicken than it is to overeat like potato chips or something that's like highly processed, right? So the more protein that you can add into your diet, the more full satiated you're going to feel, the more muscle you're going to have the chance to build. And both those things are going to be very helpful when it comes to maintaining your weight loss. Uh, fourth one, hydrate. Hydrating, just drinking water can help with regulating hunger. Um, it's also another one of those easy, healthy behaviors that you can do all day long that helps keep you accountable to other healthy behaviors. So like if you can build that habit around drinking water, it's just every time you're drinking that water, like you think to yourself like, hey, I'm doing a healthy behavior, you know, doing something healthy and something that's going to make my body feel good. Well, then you're more likely to do other healthy behaviors. And I just think of those as kind of like anchor behaviors, just something that you just do every day but they're very helpful when it comes to helping you implement other healthy behaviors. And then last one, also 
talked about this one tons and tons of times, but you know, the good old 80, 20 rule, you want to have most of your diet be quality foods. And for a couple different reasons, eating quality foods, most of the time is going to make overeating much harder. As I said, with that last example, it's much harder to overeat, you know, steak or chicken than it is to eat something that's highly processed. Um, so try to fill most of your diet with those high quality foods where you're getting quality nutrition, um, you're getting filled up and you're not overeating calories. And then right along with that, you're going to feel better just overall when you're eating these higher quality foods. And when you feel better, you just do better. You know, how many times have you like started out the day and you just eat something that's just not very good? Like maybe it's like a super sugary thing or like you just crush like a bunch of donuts and then your whole day you're just eating like crap like the entire rest of the day like you're just not eating the best food you're not making the best choices you're not feeling great so you can see how that stuff just kind of compounds on each other and not you know that it's a bad thing to do that every once in a while like i'll enjoy myself on certain days like holidays and you know just a certain random day in there someday i may just kind of just eat whatever i want but when you do that stuff back to back you're not going to feel great and it's obviously not going to help with sustaining weight loss and then getting into the very last topic that we have is lifestyle factors and i'll try to get through these ones pretty quick there's a couple of them here that we'll just touch on and a lot of these ones are common sense but have to say them because they have such a big impact on just your overall being healthy and especially when it comes to like sustaining weight loss so when you think of lifestyle factors number one thing that comes to mind is sleep it is so underrated when it comes to like losing weight and sustaining weight because it affects literally everything like being underslept or having poor sleep is associated with people eating more food, eating more calories. When you're having crappy sleep, you probably don't have the best energy, makes it harder to work out. It messes with your hormones if you're not getting enough quality sleep. So like you can see how having bad sleep can easily start to add up and stack things not in your favor and make doing those healthy behaviors, getting the exercise in that you need to get in much, much harder. So Cannot state that one enough, but sleep is so important. Like getting that seven to eight hours of sleep will help tremendously. Next one, stress slash mental health. Probably know like when you get stressed out, you probably either do one of two things. You could be a stress eater where like you start eating tons and tons of calories, like you're eating a bunch of extra stuff or you just don't eat at all. Neither one is, you know, great for just health in general, but you can see, especially how, if you're a stress eater, how that would make you know, sustaining weight loss, pretty difficult. And then right along with that, just like your mental health, when your mental health is not in a good spot, you're probably not super concerned about the things that you're eating. And that just makes long-term health just that much harder. So making sure that you're doing things to manage your stress, to make sure you take care of your mental health. And some of those things that we've mentioned before with eating a quality diet, exercising, sleep, all those things help with you know, stress and mental health. Third one, relationships. So the reason that this is so important is because the people that you are around and the people that you surround yourself with play a major role in your just basic everyday habits, probably a lot more than you think. You probably heard the, the quote that you become the average of the five people you spend the most time around with. And it's very true. You're influenced by other people who are around you, whether it's the people that live in your house, your family, your friends, those people that you just spend a lot of time with their habits are going to rub off on you. And if they have good habits, you know, that could be a good thing, you know, so surround yourself with people maybe who have like-minded goals as you, you know, they're health conscious. They want to do things that make them feel good, look good. 
all those things versus people that aren't maybe as focused on that and they don't really put an emphasis on health. Well, if you're around those people, then you're probably going to pick up some of their habits. So just understand that the people that you are putting yourself around, they're going to have a bigger effect on you than you probably realize. Uh, and then lastly, this is kind of similar to that, but your environment that you are in, this also plays a pretty big role, like in your habits, you know, setting up your environment to win is something that I think about a lot because you can change yourself, you know, quite a bit. It's difficult, but obviously you can do it. You can change yourself. You can change your behaviors. You can change your habits. But a lot of times with your environment, you can change those things like right away and they can have a huge difference. So like, for example, like setting your environment up to win, like for me personally, I don't buy a ton of like processed foods and keep those things in the house. I'll buy them on occasion and I'll, you know, keep a couple things in the house, but my, my fridge isn't full of that stuff. My cupboards aren't full of that stuff because I know if I have that stuff in the house more often then I'm going to eat it more often. So rather than having it in the house, like if I want to go and have that stuff, I have to actually drive to the store and go get it, which I do sometimes. But if that stuff is just like literally 10 feet away from, you know, the couch where I'm hanging out at, then it makes it super easy to go and just overeat that kind of stuff. Other examples would be like just having healthy snacks on deck. So like keeping fruit on your counter, keeping vegetables cut up in your fridge, you know, having meal prep in your fridge, having proteins around, having nice healthy snacks in your fridge or maybe at work, like setting up your environment in a way that it makes doing those good healthy behaviors easier. And it makes doing those things that probably aren't as conducive to your health and specifically in this topic of sustaining weight loss, make those habits that are not good for that harder. And then lastly, you know, just kind of to pull all this together, because that was a lot of information, you know, a lot of different things in there. Um, hopefully you got a nugget or two, but just to kind of pull this whole thing together. The bottom line is that like all those things kind of play off each other. And so, you know, when one starts to slip, it makes it very difficult. And I kind of think of it, like I was thinking about this, I was like, how could I, you know, put a little analogy together where you could think of this and this would like make sense. So like you have your four categories that I talked about, you have your mindset, you have exercise, you have nutrition and then you have like your lifestyle factors. And I kind of think of it as like a bike tire. So like on a bike tire, you have your tire, you have your rim, inside the rim, you have your spokes. Those spokes are there to make it so that the pressure is evenly distributed throughout that wheel. So you can have a nice smooth ride. You know, you can get from point A to point B safely and smoothly. But what happens if one of those spokes on that bike tire breaks is that it starts putting pressure on the other areas. And so those spokes have to take more of the pressure on and, you know, that can make the ride a little bumpier. It can lead to those other spokes getting damaged. And obviously that's not going to be a good thing when it comes to having a smooth ride, getting from point A to point B, you know, safety is a concern. So my point is this, like to have the best overall experience and to give yourself, you know, the best chance at being able to actually sustain your weight loss, really focus on each area and make sure that all those areas are sufficient. Because when one starts slipping, it makes the other things that much more difficult because, again, they all kind of play off each other. So, like, for example, let's say, you know, you start slipping on your diet a little bit, your nutrition a little bit. Maybe you're eating too much sugar and you're just eat, taking in too much calories. Like, you're just super heavy on the desserts. Like, you're just eating, you know, a pint of ice cream every single night and now you're just not feeling real great. You're not sleeping real well. And since you're not sleeping real well, well, now your energy is like really up and down. 
your productivity at work is kind of going down. And now also, since you're not sleeping well, you know, your energy isn't isn't solid. Well, now you don't really feel like working out or your workouts are just absolutely trash. And now because you're not working out anymore and you're not getting those endorphins flowing, you're not feeling good about yourself, you're not feeling strong. Uh, well, now your mental health starts to take a little bit of a hit, too. Now your mental health is not feeling real great. So now you're getting more stressed. Your relationships aren't great because you're just not in a great mood. Maybe you're not, you know, getting along with your spouse or your partner. And now you can see how all those things just from this one little thing is affecting literally every single other area. So not that you're going to be like firing on all cylinders. You're not going to be a hundred percent on every single one of those categories, but just making sure that you are, you know, giving a little bit of focus into those different categories. And when you start to see one slip, Maybe you put a little bit more emphasis on that one, kind of bring that one up a little bit so that you just have a well-rounded overall healthy lifestyle. And this is why fitness and good health is just such a huge foundation for just health in general, but especially when it comes to, like I said, sustaining weight loss. Never underestimate the power of these things because, as I said, they are all interconnected and literally all those things that I just listed affect everything within your life, like your relationships, your job, exercise and working out, like how you feel, your mental health, your physical health, how you look, like all those things are interconnected and related to fitness. So like if you can get yourself to a place where you actually feel good about those things and your fitness levels are solid, you know, your health is good, it's just going to make your quality of life that much better. And then my very last thing that I'll leave with is, you know, my best advice overall after, you know, giving you all that information is to just remember to make this thing, you know, make this a lifestyle. The biggest difference from me today versus me 100 pounds ago is that it just wasn't a lifestyle for me. Like being a healthy individual, that was not really part of my lifestyle. Like I had some of it, you know, I would work out all the time. I would exercise. I enjoyed that part of it. I played sports, but like I didn't have the other things down. Like I didn't have, you know, the nutrition down. I didn't have managing stress, mental health down. Um, I didn't have, you know, the great sleep. So there was just different areas where things weren't going right. And again, back to that, you know, bike wheel analogy, when I have one area that's really good and the other ones are just kind of crappy, kind of suffering, well, then it starts to affect all those things. And you're not going to have a smooth ride. Like you're not going to have the best quality life when one of your areas is doing well, but every other area is lacking. And the other nice thing too about just shifting from just thinking about like weight loss in terms of like, you know, a three week challenge or like, you know, just a sprint here versus thinking ver versus thinking of it in like a long term timeline is it is it relieves the pressure a lot of times. Because when we try to do things quickly and get results like yesterday, we do a lot of stupid stuff. We do a lot of stuff that's not sustainable. So when you think of it as a lifestyle and you think of it more long term, it relieves a lot of that pressure because you have, you know, the next several years and the rest of your life to continue to get better at this stuff and make these, you know, healthy behaviors just part of your normal routine. Um, gives you more flexibility and it makes the process so much more enjoyable. So with that being said, hopefully this was helpful for you, even if you're somebody who's not necessarily after weight loss or worried about sustaining your weight loss. I feel like you know, there's a lot of good takeaways in there just about general health and, you know, putting the priorities on the right things. And uh, so hopefully this was helpful. You got a little nugget or two out of there that you can use and throw into your routine or maybe think about something a little differently. But that is all I have for now. Um, as always, if you have topics or things you want me to talk about or questions or whatever, you can always DM me on Instagram. Those of you who have 
rated and reviewed the podcast. Appreciate that as well. Uh, if this is something that you know you want to share with somebody who you think would find use out of this, by all means, please do so. Um, but that is all I have for you. So until next time.